All right, through the wonders of technology. Welcome to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak. This program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on KZYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, our wonderful community radio station. This is a very special program through the wonders of technology. Uh, I am actually coming to you from Germany via Zoom. And I am joined uh, in the studio by, uh, in the KZYX studio in Philo by Eddie. And I'm joined by my guest, Madge Strong, who is here to talk to us today about building community. You might recall that a few weeks ago, I had uh, Madge, Madge on. Madge was on to talk about the beginning of an effort um, to bring together the community of the Greater Willits area to talk about some of the, some of the ways uh, uh, some of the ways the community could come together to build community and, and address some of the important and urgent topics uh, that are that the community faces. And that meeting happened on February fifth, and uh, we're going to we're going to hear Madge tell us some of the things that happened in the meeting and some of the outcomes. And there is now another meeting coming up, and Madge will tell us more about that meeting, the second meeting, and what the plans are for that. So we heard to talk about that, and we are also going to touch on a few other subjects, because as always, Madge wears more than one hat. <laughs> she wears many hats in our community. So we might talk about the Inland Valley Women's Chorus, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the um, wildlife Film Festival that the Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Project is putting on. And if there's time, we might even open up the phone lines and, and invite your calls and questions. So now I would like to welcome Madge Strong to Wild Dog Living. Welcome. Thank you for coming back, Madge. Thank you, Johanna. Um, well, at first, I'm just going to make an announcement of that next meeting. So uh, you can jot it down and we'll probably mention it a couple times. It okay. is going to be <laughs> Sunday, March 19th at four o'clock and it will be at the senior center, the Harris Senior Center on Bexel Road. So, um, and please mark your calendars and come, everybody's invited. Um, <clears throat> the, um, so the, a little bit of the background is actually, this is actually somewhat similar to the, the very founding of Willits Economic Localization, which we just call WELL for short. <clears throat> Uh, which was about 18 years ago, maybe almost 19 years ago. Yeah. So well has so been around for um, almost a generation. <laughs> um, but uh, at that time, we we had lots and lots of sort of breakout groups doing different aspects of how to localize our economy. <clears throat> and we've managed to keep that ball rolling. But we realized about oh a few months ago <clears throat> that we weren't integrating the whole community into those efforts um, that we need to not be one organization but we need to be a bunch of organizations and individuals because the Willits greater community has so many people so passionate about different aspects of making our community better <clears throat> that we don't want to have you know, one group working in isolation from the other ones we want to cross-pollinate our efforts and support each other and understand how the pieces fit together. So that's what we uh, we started. We started with a potluck um, with about 10 people and we brainstormed and then that brought us to the meeting we had um, on February 5th at the firehouse <clears throat> in which we were 
amazed and, and happy to see almost four dozen people and um, find out, of course, that there was a lot of things going on um, and, and learning about each other and the things that people are passionate about. <clears throat> so that, that group of uh, community members really wanted to do this again. They wanted to keep that momentum going. And that's the momentum for the March 19th um, meeting that's going to be at the Senior Center, <clears throat> Sunday the, 14th, uh, the 19th at 4 o'clock. <clears throat> so when we um, went around the room, uh, the people that were there on February 5th, we, we found at least four or five areas that were particularly kind of warm and not warm and fuzzy, you know, that, that people really wanted to to progress on. And those are going to be uh, kind of the focal points for our meeting March 19th. We do not want to just talk to each other. I mean, that's good. It's very important to talk to each other. But we also want to make sure that each um, topic area has some kind of project or several projects to work on so that we accomplish things. So it's not just, um, you know, <clears throat> just talking about it, but walking the talk. So um, the five areas that are going to be kind of breakout groups to move forward um, somewhat independently, and then, then we will, of course, want to reconvene as a whole community too. But those topic areas are housing, and the hottest topic there is actually the coldest one, which is a warming center for the people in our community who do not have shelter. Um, this all, that, we'll come back to that, but that's one of the issues that we know is very urgent um, in this cold weather and ice and snow and all that <clears throat> is a warming center. Second topic is health, and in particular, more um, well, lower cost or no cost ways that people can be healthier. Uh, and we have a bunch of people in the community that are really knowledgeable about that, herbalists and um, alternative healthcare people, as well as um, traditional healthcare. So that's a second topic. Third topic is local food and farming. And um, we, again, we have people in the community who are really um, working hard to make us more food secure um, because as we know if, if the trucks stop coming we're going to be in a world of pain um, we want to have local healthy food available for our community <clears throat> it's a tough one the fourth issue is um, youth programs and and also senior programs um, some a lot of the people there uh, at our meeting have young people in, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're raising families here. And there aren't, there are some programs, but first of all, people don't all know what's available. And then um, there's probably not enough for all the different age groups of the youth community. And we also need more senior services as well. And the fifth group is going to be business um, support activities. And there is, again, you know, there are people working on this. Um, but um, we, we want to, I guess one of the projects I know about is signage. Um, people coming into our city don't 
really know where the resources are. And um, we want to encourage visitors to come to support our business community and even locals who need to know like how to how to find all the resources that we have here. I think it's probably surprising how many people don't know we have the County Museum here in Willits. And you know we have um, some wonderful um, things to pull in and support the business community better. So <clears throat> those are the five groups that we imagine are going to have some momentum, each of them on their own, um, by, by meeting in a break, breakout group and identify things that they can actually accomplish. Not, not just, we have a problem here, <laughs> but what are some things that are doable? And what are the steps to get them done? And what kind of help do they need? And then when they come back to the, the larger community meeting group, maybe they will be able to fill in some of those gaps. What do they need? Our uh, last meeting, and I'm sure this meeting again, we'll have John Haschek, our, our third district supervisor there. Do they need county support? Do they need grants? Um, so we, we see this as a way to really kind of light a bunch of fires uh, under these topic areas that can move forward and make our community even better than it already is. So um, with that, maybe you have some questions about it. Yeah, I definitely would like would like to talk in more in more detail about, about each each of those building blocks um, that that you outlined. Those are all fascinating topics. I just want to offer. You mentioned a lot of people don't know. You mentioned signage for business support, and I just recall um, I'm a part of the uh, Mendocino Community Network Coast Listserv. It's it's called the Coast Listserv, but you know, and it has mostly people on the coast who come over Highway 20 to head south, you know, to places like Costco and places like that. And there was recently a discussion about, is there is there anything in Willits north of the turnoff? <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was this outpouring, oh, yes, you have to turn left and you have to check it out. And, you know, but, you know, even in our own community, in our own county, there are people who come over from the coast who never head north on Highway 101 when they, when they reach the end of 20. <laughs> yeah, a good point, exactly. And also, those are not all just people that live on the coast, but people that have been there for a vacation, and they're heading back, um, maybe to the Bay Area or whatever. So all that traffic that that comes through Highway 20 and then goes onto uh, Highway 101, many of those people, probably most of them, don't know what's north of that intersection. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, Exactly. I was just going to say there are lovely stores and, and restaurants and cafes and places to buy wonderful chocolate, <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so I, I just want to offer that as, as an observation, you know, that sometimes it can be relatively simple things like that that can make a big difference to those businesses that are, you know, that are north of that intersection. Absolutely. And I know that's been on our plate for our, you know, community plate for uh, several years, especially since the bypass um, was was completed, and um, it seems to have been constantly, oh, next year. <laughs> uh, so, again, we want to see if there's enough momentum to actually get to the get to the goods, get, get it done. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Right. 
Um, I'd, I'd like to step back a little bit and maybe go back to to the first meeting when you developed some of these, uh, you know, and uh, some of the, when some of those building blocks crystallized. Um, I know that you had mentioned back when we talked about the first meeting when it was coming up that uh, what you were hoping for, and you mentioned this again, I think in your introduction, was a diversity of groups and people coming to the meeting. And, and I'm just curious to see, you know, if you maybe give a, a few give us a little bit of, of information about who were the people and groups that, that showed up and and, um, uh, and 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 do you have hopes for maybe um, more groups or more individuals showing up for the second meeting or sort of, you know, how representative of the community do you feel that was? Well, um, as I said, there were roughly four dozen people there. Uh, we were almost bursting at the seams. That's the firehouse, a lot, yeah. Yeah, the firehouse is very a lovely new building in town, by the way, and they have this nice um, conference room, which was, um, you know, was the site that we had chosen, and we didn't expect quite so many people, so there was kind of standing room only, um, but it was a wonderful uh, experience just to be in a room with roughly that many people, all of whom are passionate about making Willits uh, a better, healthier community. And when we went around the room and everybody introduced themselves, um, it was, you know, in one way I was going, oh my gosh, you know, we're never going to get to the presenters, which we had already planned to have a couple of presenters, because it took almost the whole meeting to introduce everybody. Um, but the every with each person, it was kind of um, exciting because they're all working on things. Um, so, and I think there was a diversity of interests there. Um, there were local small-scale farmers, there were herbalists, there were people that run youth programs, there were people that um, see are, are working on the housing issue and services for youth and um, there's people working on forest regeneration, which is one that we didn't put in as a, a separate group yet. But I think that's another issue in our in our hill areas. People who've been concerned with what's going on with um, PG&E's tree cutting and fire um, recovery efforts and making those part of, of our environmental um, health here in, in our community. We have, Willits is a really, <clears throat> wonderful um, geographic area as well as a community area because you have this sort of surrounding uh, hills and wonderful streams and the health of our streams is important to, as well. Um, and wetlands. Uh, yeah, wetlands and farmlands and, and mm -hmm. rangelands. Um, so so we kind of have a, the benefit of a, <clears throat> what could be a really self-sustaining um geographic area and when we first formed well the Willis economic localization that was one of the things that we were um, <clears throat> you know motivated by was <clears throat> can we make this a survivable area even if the rest of the United States or global economy is on the skids which you know it pretty much is um, how can we have this be a lifeboat in the middle of a storm. Um, so th this is very much hearkening back to the roots of how well formed originally. Um, so we we had that kind of representation 
at our meeting on February 5th at the firehouse, um, we, we didn't have everybody there. Of course, there's, you know, um, about 5,000 people live in Willits and 13,000 if you count the whole um, watershed area of the 95490 zip code. So we can't all be in one room at the same time. But uh, we had people that are all uh, fired up about things that they can do um, to, to serve the community. And they, they kind of need to talk to each other, which is why we, we call this building community. One of the other things that was pointed out, um, either at that meeting or whatever before, <clears throat> is that uh, even if we're not fully prepared, which we never will get fully prepared to be, you know, to live as a separate little um, uh, lifeboat, so to speak, but even if we never get there, just the fact that we have connections with other people in the community, so that when a, a crisis hits, when I, 101 gets shut down and the, the trucks can't come with the groceries or whatever, um, we can have a chance to, to help each other out. So making those connections, even just at the individual level, is already a huge benefit. Um, but then going the next step is how much can we prepare for and be, um, you know, <clears throat> kind of, as we said, building, building blocks to get to the place where we're as healthy and sustainable as a community as we possibly can be, um, you know. So, yeah, yeah um, I'm trying to think of who else was present. Um, there, there were people, well, I'm just, you know, think of examples. I mean, Rachel Britton, for example, she um, she's running a new project called the uh, Mendocino Grains Project. And that is inherited from um, Doug Mosel, who um, was realizing that grains are really an important part of our diet, and our you know, and that they grow locally, and that we can grow them locally, and then yeah. we can, you know, we can support um, local growers of grains so that when we don't have you know pasta coming from you know wherever in New York or something, we can we can have some of our own. Um, sustenance here as much as we can locally. CSAs in general, um, community supported agriculture, are one of the things that's going to be part of that local food and local um, uh, farmers work, you know, work group. Um, that's one example. Um, uh, Michael Foley is in, you know, very much involved in that and he already wears three hats. Uh, really <laughs> amazing guy in our community. Uh, he, he runs the uh, green, he and his wife Sarah run um, Green Uprising Farm and he's also um, the director or the coordinator of the farmers market in Willits and he's also the chair or the president of the School of Adaptive Agriculture which is training new farmers um, and some of those trained new farmers want to stay in our community and they need they need some land that they can grow food on. So that's those are a couple of examples. Um, Sarah, his wife, um, is also just now getting a, I hope he's, she's gotten the grant, to do a mobile apothecary, which mm -hmm. would fill a need on the health side of things so that people who can, can be treated with locally grown uh, natural herbs can have 
really low cost or even no cost access to that kind of treatment instead of only relying on going to the, the hospital or the doctor, um, which costs a lot. Um, so those are, those are just a few examples of the people that were there. Um, another group that was there is called Wanosh. It used to be called Abuela Gardens. And they're a pretty new group up on Pine Mountain. They're working a lot on forest regeneration. Um, they're getting some grant funds to do that. Um, the, should, I, should I keep going or do you want to ask another question? Because another person who was there was... Uh, I think I, I would love it if you could keep going because I think it, it gives us a really nice picture of, of the various, you know, elements yeah. that go into this, yeah. Yeah, it was really, um, you know, they talk about, you know, sparking enthusiasm um, with each person that talked about what they are, uh, what's important to them, what do they want to work on. I just kept getting more and more energized. It's like, wow, yes, <laughs> with all of this um, passion and, and expertise, in many cases, we've got people in this community that, that really know a lot and um, are some of them actually, um, yeah, a lot of these people are working as volunteers when you get right down to it. Uh, so it's it's really pretty impressive. Um, so the, another aspect, another person that was there is uh, Helen Flanders, and she uh, is the director of Manzanita Services here in Willits, which is going through um, some transition time right now. but. She was the one who spoke about uh, housing for people that are unsheltered or some kind of what she calls a warming center because um, Menzanita is open just weekdays, nine to five, roughly. And at five o'clock, um, she was having to open the door and say, it's been wonderful having you here, but you've got to go out in the icy rain, snow, whatever was there um, over this winter. It's, it was just breaking her heart that some of these people had not, some of them didn't even have a vehicle. Um, some of them only had a vehicle as their shelter, um, neither of which is adequate or even, it's, it's inhumane to have to have someone on the streets um, in this weather at night. Um, and then, <clears throat> so, so she was talking about a warming center which um, has a lot of momentum going for it now. Um, even the city council, which, you know, obviously the city can't run a warming center, but our city manager brought this up at our meeting um, a couple times last night and um, a couple weeks ago that we can work with um, what's available from the county. We can see if we can get grant funds. We as a community can locate a place where people could go overnight and at least not freeze to death. So have some warmth, have a bathroom, uh, maybe a, a mat to lie on or a cot or whatever. Doesn't have to have um, a kitchen. It doesn't have to, to be a full service um, shelter, for example, um, or permanent housing. Right now, um, another resource is the, um, the, what are the community, the food bank. Um, which is also community services. The city last night presented the, the Willits Food Bank with a $10,000 check. And I was really, um, you know, just 
so um, warm-hearted about that. What the food bank's been able to do with that money and other money that's been coming in is they have vouchers for a motel room overnight. Unfortunately, extremely limited because the motels are expensive, but they can at least put a few people every night into a safe place to spend the night where they, you know, they aren't exposed to the elements. So, uh, yeah, the, the food bank is a wonderful um, refuge for shelter, but also for food. And there's a lot of food insecure people in our community. <clears throat> um, let's see. Let me let me take a moment, Madge, because sure. we're almost up to the half hour mark oh to gosh, just let everyone know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Time is flying. Uh, I'd like to let you know that you are listening to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Weller, and I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 until 10 a.m. Today, my guest is Madge Strong, who is uh, among the many hats that she wears, uh, is involved in uh, an effort called Building Community, which had a an kickoff meeting on the 5th of February and uh, is now about to have a second meeting. And we are talking about some of the focus areas uh, for this for this project or projects, probably more likely. Um, in, and one thing, you know, Madge, that I realized is, um, I mean, I introduced you by name, but um, if you just want to give us just a quick overview about about your role and, and some of the things that you do in the Willits area or in general in Mendocino County, I, I you know, I, I'm thinking probably 90 percent of the listeners who who listen to us know you already. <laughs> but uh, I think it might be nice if we could just spend a minute or two to talk about that. And then and then let's backtrack and talk about in more detail about some of the building blocks that, that you mentioned at the beginning. OK, so, yes, I've been wearing uh, I keep wearing many hats um, and I am retired, so I have um, more time on my hands than, than people that have to work 40 hours a week. But I probably end up working 40 hours a week oh, yeah. anyway. Um, so um, I am on Willett City Council. I've been mayor twice, but that rotates you know, year to year. But uh, I've been on the city council now for 10 years. And uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of things that the city does that I am really enthused and, and uh, happy to be able to be a support to. Um, I am also, as part of city being on city council, I am on the Economic Development Financing Corporation, which gives out loans to new and, and expanding local businesses. Very important service to the community. I'm on, um, I am recently now on the Sonoma Clean Power Board, um, and that is based in Santa Rosa, but, but all of Mendocino County is part of Sonoma Clean Power's service area, except for Ukiah because they have their own utility. Um, but I'm, I'm really enthused about stuff going on there because Sonoma Clean Power is, as its name implies, it's clean power. Uh, and it, it gets us actually economic as well as environmental uh, benefits compared to PG&E. Just to say, PG&E still provides the grid and that's sort of an unfortunate problem because they aren't doing a very good job of that. I could talk about that, actually. Um, we just had a Sonoma Clean Power Board meeting a couple days ago, and um, there's, you know, 
they keep a lot of track of what's happening statewide, um, some of the, the issues and the problems of, of um, energy supply statewide. <clears throat> um, I actually would like to do a, a program about the services that they offer, and especially, you know, to bring this information to uh, our fellow Mendocino County citizens, because a lot of people are not aware that there are options. Yes. In terms, in terms yeah. of getting signing up for clean power, even if you are on the grid. That's correct. Yeah. So just for a second there on that subject, mm -hmm. um, the Sonoma Clean Power is the default uh, provider, which means that if you didn't specify that you really, really want to stay with PG&E <laughs> for some reason, um, but if you didn't specify, then you were, you will be getting your electricity from Sonoma Clean Power. It does not provide uh, your natural gas service, and it does not cover the grid. So PG&E sends you the bill, and... It includes, hold on one second, I'll just get rid of that. You are listening to Wild Dog Living on KZYX and Z. This is Johanna Wild Dog, our, our guest. It will be right back with us. Meanwhile, I'd just like to let you know, again, you can listen to this program live every other week from 9 to 10 a.m. And if you miss the program or if you would like to point some, uh, share it with somebody else, we do podcast uh, Wild Dog Living along with all the other KZYX public affairs programs. So if you miss the program, you have two options. One is you can go to jukebox.kzyx.org and uh, look for the program by the broadcast date or by the program name, Wild Dog Living. Or you can go to your favorite podcast provider like you know apple or or whatever there's there's many there's many different podcast providers and just simply look for kzyx public affairs and then you'll get a list of all the kzyx public affairs programs that are available as podcasts or if you want to specifically look for wild dog living you can just type into type wild dog living into the search bar for your favorite podcast and up come hopefully a long list of previous Wild Dog Living programs in case you want to scroll through and listen to something or share it with a friend. All right, Madge is back with us. All right, welcome back, Madge. So we were talking a bit about how Sonoma Clean Power is the default power provider for Mendocino County. I did not know that. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that, that's, and it actually, for the portion of your bill that is the electricity, it is less expensive than PG&E by about 5%. Um, it would be more if we didn't have that grid. Um, oh, also, not only do we have the grid provided by PG&E, but when Sonoma Clean Power formed, they had to pay a portion of PG&E's um, prior debt commitments, uh, which was, you know, which is this huge chunk of money that Sonoma Clean Power is partially responsible for when they when they came on board. Anyway, it, it, there's a lot of details there. Be great to have a whole program on that. Um, Absolutely. And, I will, and I will add that to my list. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sonoma Clean Power does have a evergreen option. So if you pay a little bit more every month for that portion of your bill, you can make sure that you're supporting their locally, uh, sup locally provided and 100% uh, green non-carbon um, uh, electricity. So um, I'm, and we've we've signed up for it. A lot of individuals. Um, City of Point Arena recently went 
um, their bills now are going to be on Evergreen. So those um, institutions and individuals that, that sign up for Evergreen service are helping Sonoma Clean Power improve our energy um, independence and, and um, environmental uh, care. It's okay. great because it offers an option. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, one way of, of course, of getting moving towards green energy is you can install your own solar system, uh, but that's not an option for everybody for many different reasons. And, and to have an option of simply contracting with a local green power provider to send you green energy through the grid, I think is, is a wonderful alternative. Yeah. Sounds like. Um, on that subject, a slight diversion is that um, the state PUC Public Utilities Commission uh, recently revised the rules about the solar people that have solar and are feeding their excess energy back into the grid, making it way less advantageous for solar installations. And if you are in the process of getting solar installed, April 15th is your deadline to get the better rates that are now grandfathered in. So um, if that's an unfortunate thing that's going to discourage or make it less economically uh, advantageous for, for solar uh, conversions. Anyway, um, all of that it was my... three or four tries, and I think by the fourth time they finally got it through. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway, that's that's another part of one of the hats that I'm wearing is <laughs> on mm -hmm. Clean Power Board, um, and then for for um, my own personal health and and nurturing my my passions, I love music and I'm very involved. I'm the director of the Inland Valley Women's Chorus that usually meets in Ukiah. Um, we got of which to, I'm a member, full disclosure. Happily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's just, um, boy, I need that in order to do politics with, with the rest of my free time. I, I need to have that music filling my, my soul. Um, and I'm also, you know, I'm on, a, in the, on the board of uh, the Women Making Music Camp, which happens twice a year down in Healdsburg. And that's a, a three-day total immersion in music and and improv and whatnot. Um, so those are just a few of the the hats that I've been wearing. And you're a new grandma. And I'm a new grandma. My uh, seven-month-old grandson is just fabulous. He was here last weekend, so I'm I'm feeling very <laughs> very filled up with uh, how wonderful it is to be a grandma. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, that, that's who I am at the moment. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, how I, about... I should... Uh, yeah, yes, there's one other thing. On the, mm -hmm. on the city uh, of Willits, as a member of the city council, uh, we are right now embarking on a new land use element. And believe it or not, the, the so-called... The one on the shelf right now, the land use element of our general plan, is from 1992. So we haven't updated our land use planning for that long. That's pretty out time. Pretty long time. And of course, the conditions have changed, among other things. There's the bypass and everything's changed in, uh, in 30 years. So um, there's an advisory committee. There's a, a pretty ambitious plan to have our new land use element done by the end of this calendar year. There will be a lot of opportunities for public input on that. Um, and that document will guide 
where new development goes, um, where we might consider annexing um, adjoining areas into the city to provide more housing. Housing is a big problem uh, in our community. We have, we just don't have enough houses. People who want to want to come here can't find anything to rent or buy. So you know, housing, commercial development, parks, uh, all the services, uh, all of this is going to be part of that land use element. And there's going to be a website um, available very soon, if not right now, that will have a survey of uh, what the community members want to see in that. Uh, and there will be workshops and public hearings and so forth. So that's, um, that's a live wire right now. Okay, great. Do you want to spend, Madge, maybe a few more minutes to talk in a little bit more detail about the blocks that you'll be focusing on on the meeting and maybe reiterate the information about the meeting so that if people are interested in any of these aspects, you know, they will they will know to, to come to your meeting? Great. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, we're calling this building community, making connections between all the different individuals and groups who who want our community to be more uh, self-sustaining and healthy. So we are meeting on Sunday, March 19th at four o'clock at the Senior Center, which is off of, just off of Bechtel Road. Um, the the meeting that, hmm? yes, in, in Willits, in <laughs> Willits, that's correct. Um, our first meeting was at the firehouse. So we'll put a note on the door there in case people think that we're there, but we're this time we're at the senior center because we need to accommodate more people. Uh, we were kind of bursting at the seams when we met um, at the firehouse for our first meeting. So that's Sunday, March 19th, four o'clock. Um, we're going to um, talk about sort of the overall picture of where we're headed, why we're, we're trying to build these community connections. But most of that meeting will be breakout groups on five topics, potentially, if there's enough people that want to do all five of these. Um, housing, and the main focus right now on that is a warming center for people that don't have shelter. Uh, but housing in general is a, is a major topic for our community. Um, health, and there the, the emphasis is on lower and no cost ways for people to maintain their health um, so that we're not totally dependent on medical establishment. Um, we are lucky to have a good hospital here in Willits, thank goodness. Um, local food and farming, which uh, again, extremely important to be able to provide as much sustenance as we can from our local area and not be totally dependent on the outside world for importing all of our food. Uh, and, and then um, a fourth area is youth and senior services. Um, there are a lot of things already available uh, for youth and senior, but there's a lot of need for more than that. And also just for the people who are working on those things to know about each other. Um, someone new to the community, do they know about the Boys, the Boys and Girls Club? Do they know about, you know, uh, what's available, the skate park? Not necessarily, you know, so right. how, how do we connect the dots? And then the, the fifth group is business support. And uh, I know that one of the projects there that's, that's critical is better signage, because uh, even people that live in Willits don't even know where things are, but people driving in uh, or, or new to the community, we need to have ways to encourage people to buy local, 
and to know what's available to build our local community. Um, at, at Willett City Council last night, we had a, a little um, presentation by our finance director about um, the, the business community is hurting partly because of the price of cannabis went down to the, down the tubes. That sort of that extra money in our community was one of the things that helped our our stores and and outlets, uh, restaurants, etc., helped um, keep money in our community. So with that economy kind of um, going going down, uh, or at least not as healthy as it once was, we need to find ways to to buy local and support our local businesses. Um, this is just one example. The, all the pieces kind of have to fit together. You know, if we have better housing opportunities, that also supports our business community. Uh, if people on the highway know that there's wonderful resources available in Willits, they might drive off of the bypass and come into town, um, things like that. We, we are in need of better support for our whole economic um, existence here in a small town. Yeah. So uh, that, those are the topic areas on March 19th, each of which can identify uh, things they want to work on and accomplish. We don't want to just talk about what the problems are. We want to have projects that address those, those issues and move us forward. And there's really an infinite amount of stuff we could do, um, but let's focus on the things that are doable and then support each other and, and know that um, we're not doing it alone. So, you know, each person that's struggling with, say, their own health issues, they're not by themselves. We're, we're going to be a community that helps each other. And also, I would think that, you know, if you are somebody who is trying to accomplish something and you're maybe trying to do it on your own and or with just a couple of people helping you, knowing that there's a whole community out there that could potentially help you uh, get things done. I, I think that that sounds like a, a wonderful effect of this kind of effort is, is just so that people know about each other yeah. and know who to reach out to. I was just going to say that uh, if for some reason you can't make it to that meeting, um, or you know whether you do or not, um, that you could contact me and get on a mailing list, an emailing list for um, for future meetings. And um, also Jane McCabe is very active in organizing this, and she wasn't able to be with us this morning. But she, uh, so let me give you contact information. Great. Um, I'm available. Uh, at the phone number is uh, 707-459-1493, or you can um, email me at mstrong at willitsonline.com. And that would be also, if you're interested in becoming a member of WELL, Willits Economic Localization, we, we're kind of the uh, initiators of this whole building community project. So please uh, contact me if you want to get added to the email list for both um, Building Community and Well. And if you want to um, know more about the meeting on March 19th, uh, Jane McCabe, it's, um, and I'll, her email is Jane McCabe, M-C-C-A-B-E, uh, 1944 at gmail.com. Um, so she is uh, going to be kind of the facilitator of the meeting, 
and a lot of it will be the breakout groups with people we're going to try to identify sort of a, a point person or a driver of the bus for each of the point each of the breakout groups so that they can then continue the momentum in between the larger group meetings uh, we're, we're kind of envisioning um, you know potentially five different working groups and then uh, maybe once every three to four months we would have a larger group meeting so that everybody would know what progress is being made on all of the four or five uh, breakout groups. Um, that's that's the model that we're, we're hoping will emerge out of this building community. Do you envision perhaps some kind of a, a website or something that people can go to and link in or... Like, well, or, you know... Or maybe, yes. maybe put a call out to somebody who wants to take that on as a project. I was just going to say, sky's the limit, but we, uh, the well board is very, we only have four members right now, and none of us are very computer, well, I shouldn't say that. We're, we're not very web or internet savvy, mostly, um, with one exception. But anyway, we, we really need some people with those kinds of skills to help uh, keep the ball rolling. And I, for one, would absolutely just be thrilled to have somebody who knew how to uh, help us with our well website, which is hopelessly out of date, um, and and either add to that or have a separate uh, website for building community. Right now, I'm kind of creating a, an email list for the building community, um, people who are interested in that, and I'm putting out... Um, emails and also, you know, public announcements and so forth, going to the radio. I'd love to have somebody who uh, wanted to help with that kind of um, administrative support system. And it was funny because I was just telling Johanna before we started that things like, you know, remembering to to feed yourself and go to the bathroom and, you know, sweep your house every once in a blue moon. Uh, those are things that our support system for what we really want to accomplish. And so similarly, you know, maintaining a website or an email list, all of these are support systems that you have to take care of in order to do the work that you're really trying to do. So if we could, uh, if any volunteers want, know, have some skills there and want to uh, help us maintain that support system, we would welcome you with open arms and contact me mstrong at willitsonline.com uh, and we'll put you to work. Sounds uh, wonderful. We're a, we're a fun group to work with also. <laughs> it's, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. I mean, every, every event I've gone to in Willits, which is, you know, is a hike for me because, you know, I live south of Ukiah, but, but um, every event in Willits I've gone to in the past few years, I've always met wonderful people. So it's a, it's a, it's a very special, very diverse, very wonderful community. And I'm just really, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to spend the time today to talk about all of this is, is so that we can help get the word out to, to share this information with uh, not only people who might benefit from what you're doing, but also with people who might be able to help. You know, if you feel so inspired, if if any of these topics that have that have uh, caught your attention or your interest, or if you're working on a project, um, so that we can help get the word out, so that people can link up with each other and and uh, connect with each other and 
and do those kinds of things. Well, we've got about 10 minutes left, Madge. Um, I'm trying to decide, should we take phone calls or we also still have a couple other topics to, to talk about? We were gonna talk a little bit about the, um, if, 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 well, first of all, I wanna give you a chance to add anything else on this topic that I haven't asked you yet about. And then maybe we were going to take a few minutes to talk about the about music and also about the wild the wildlife film festival. Oh yeah, well um, I think just again um, this is March nineteenth at four o'clock at the senior center and contact mstrong at willitsonline.com if you would like to get on the email lists and uh, or call me at four five nine one four nine three. And um, yeah, I, I think this is an exciting, uh, you know, what's the word, a, a team to join to, you know, to make connections in our Willits community. Uh, and it could be a model for other communities, so it's not unique to Willits. Um, and, and the same contact information, if you wanted to come to the Inland Valley Women's Chorus, which meets in Ukiah, and as I said, that's the only way I can keep doing political work is to have music in my life. And that's been a really fun um, place to, to fill our souls with, you know, it, we sing music that, that, uh, that fulfills our, you know, that empowers us, that heals our wounds, that um, energizes us. Um, it's not just the we singing singing by itself is wonderful, but singing about things that that really are meaningful to you um, is is what we are looking for there at the Inland Valley Women's Chorus, and we meet on Tuesday evenings, uh, six to seven thirty. <clears throat> and also, you meet via Zoom on those on those days, like when it snows and the will <laughs> it's great is closed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 and and I I actually love the Zoom meetings um, because I think they are so such they allow such such close personal <coughs> connection, and um, it's it's completely different from from singing together in a group. Both are both are equally wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, a few minutes to talk about um, the um, wildlife the outdoor the outdoor film festival. Yeah. Um, and and I think I will just share the information that's on the website. And and Madge, you said you might have a, a, some comments to add about your experience with the film festival. But the Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Project, which is a uh, connects students with nature and science and stewardship, um, they have uh, school classes coming there in Redwood Valley to the to the Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Project all all year long or during the school year at least, and they do wonderful work. And, and they have a website where you can find out more about what the work that they do as well as about the Wildlife Film Festival. Uh, and that website is rvoep.org, Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Project.org. So rvoep.org. And there you can read about the organization as well as the Wildlife Film Festival. This film festival is on three consecutive Fridays. Um, evenings um, in the spring, and it gives you an opportunity to see some of the best wildlife and ecological films in the world. These are all award-winning films from the International Wildlife Film Festival in Missoula, Montana, 
uh, where hundreds of filmmakers enter their work in this prestigious film festival, and they selected some of the best films to show right here in Ukiah. Um, these are, and I can personally testify to that because I've seen some of the films. These are extraordinary films that are a celebration of our earth and of our of nature's diversity. Um, many very inspiring, very moving films. And for this year, the festival runs on three Fridays. The first Friday has already gone and uh, passed, March 3rd, but the second one is March 10th, tomorrow. And then the third one is March 17th. And this all happens at the Ukiah Civic Center at 300 Seminary Avenue. And the way this works is they um, they open up at 6.15 p.m. Uh, on March 10th and March 17th for um, snacks and socializing and music. There's always a musical act. And I actually match her. You play there once. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then at 7 p.m., uh, the uh, the wildlife film series starts on the big screen there, and it's it's uh, it's great video and great audio. So it's, it's and it's and what I love about it is that it's a way of enjoying these films in community with others. I mean, I suppose you could watch them on your computer, but it's not the same thing as watching things. Um, and they say that uh, films are appropriate for older children. And parental discretion is advised for younger children. And you can get uh, one night uh, tickets, uh, $10 adults, $5 for kids uh, at the door. And coming up on tomorrow, March 10th, um, um, they are showing a film called Wildlife Warriors, Kenyans Fighting for Kenyan Wildlife. Um, this is a 1922 uh, winner of best series, um, Wildlife Warriors. And it, what they say about this film is, is if there is, is, is there a place where wildlife is more enigmatic and threatened than in the heart of the Serengeti? So I, I don't have time to read the, the whole thing, but um, this is, um, they've selected three spectacular 28 minute films for this, Making Way for Rhinos, The Beautiful Bats of Kenya and The Royal Elephants of Samburu. So that's happening tomorrow night. It starts at 6.15 and the movie starts at 7 p.m. at the Ukiah Civic Center on 300 Seminary Avenue. Madge, we only have a couple minutes left, so whatever whatever you want to add to this, take it away. <laughs> oh, just, I mean, I think you already pretty much said these films are just so memorable. I, I have been pre-COVID, I went to, you know, many, many of them on Friday evenings and um, previous years, pre-COVID, and I still have images and memories of this amazing wealth of um, wildlife worldwide. The, the uh, cinematography is just stunning and, and mm -hmm. remarkable, um, you know, inside of bat caves and down into uh, insect holes and um, births, giving birth in places. And I mean, it's really, really worth going. You you will never forget the films that you see there. And it's yeah. a chance to get together with other people who are interested in the same thing. And I'm, and I'm sure as, as I usually do when I go there, I will meet, you know, people that uh, that I know and uh, that I, you know, and, and it's great to enjoy these kinds of films together with. Yeah, yeah uh, and it supports the RVOEP, which yes. is a wonderful program for school kids in our in our community. Uh, turning kids on to nature is just you know, wonderful. So a uh, win-win. 
Exactly. And that website, again, if you'd like to find out more, rvoep.org. That's the Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Project Wildlife Film Festival happening tomorrow night, March 10th and March 17th, starting at 6.15, movie start at 7 p.m. Um, and it's it's inexpensive and it, and, it gives, and it gives you an opportunity to not just see beautiful wildlife, award-winning wildlife films, <coughs> But as Matt said, to support the Redwood Valley Outdoor Education Center. And if you are interested in attending the uh, second of uh, second building community um, event in Willits, that's coming up on the 19th at four o'clock at the, what is it, Match the Bechtel Community Center in Willits? Um, Harrah's Center, but it's on Bechtel Road. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, we have reached the end of the program. I think we are about a minute away from having to turn things in. I'm so glad you joined us this morning, Madge. Thank you for well, being thank able you, to Johanna. stay the yeah. yeah, thank you, Johanna, for this program. It's wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you are doing. And thank you, Eddie, for being in Philo and engineering for us. Thanks so much. And uh, thanks for listening. I'll be back in two weeks, probably in person in, in uh, Mendocino County at that point. Greetings from Germany. Oh. and Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.